0: Welcome to The Brew, a podcast series which deep dives into trending topics about business and culture. Now, sit back and join in on the conversation over a cup of freshly brewed coffee.
1: Welcome to The Brew. Today, we have a special episode with my man, Andre Fabian. Um, He's a senior product designer senior UX designer, creative director, all the above. And um, (laughs) man, he has a special place in my heart. He he taught me UX three years ago uh, when we were working together at an ad agency and it's been no looking back since then. So we're in for a fun time today, fun conversation about the future and this current state of work and just life in general um, in this post-COVID or current COVID era. So Andre, um, UX is probably super prevalent, more prevalent than ever today because of COVID and stuff. So love to know in your take, what is UX and also why why are things changing today uh, in that area? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, guys. I think that uh, I'm
2: particularly very proud to see how far away young <laughs> Nikhil has come. And uh, yeah, we wish him all the best. He's a very smart guy. So, yeah. <sighs> Covid, Covid has thrown a, a spanner in the works of those companies that were very much st- stagnant for change. Yep. Right? Yeah. This has made companies change and really have to evolve in a very short amount of time because yeah. all of a sudden you couldn't you couldn't perform your normal duties at your office. You had to go back and do it from home. Yep. Which meant that whatever it is that you were doing at work to, like, waste time or or whatever, you had to take all of those distractions away and really focus so you can remain uh, uh, effective. And those of us that are lucky enough to still have our jobs Mm -hmm. and are still able to, to do our duties are doing so thanks to things like Zoom, Slack and all those other tools that allowed us to work remotely. But that's one of the key factors that made me switch to user experience. Mm -hmm. Because user experience is just in the way that we interact with products. So there's gotta be someone that's designing how you interact with those products all around you. And it's not just um, digital devices or an actual (laughs) coffee cup but it could be an event it could be in the way that you interact with the service that's why service design is really important so Mm -hmm. it encompasses so many different aspects and i remember when i was learning ux our our teacher uh, was saying that essentially we were future proofing our careers yeah because the only thing that you're going to be making in the future more of was the different experiences because computers are going to find their way to facilitate processes. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't have a a job that was creative and your job basically was very much mechanical, your job could be easily replaced by a computer. So the idea is to make sure that you put efforts into a career that really flexes on your thinking and your creativity and your know how, because what's happening between your two ears, no one can replicate that, no matter what the normal one computer is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of like, uh, um, how uh, I hope that I answered <laughs> like, your question in a roundabout way.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was a good background of um, what UX is. And I think one thing I've definitely noticed, especially doing UX jobs for a bunch of different clients and stuff is that, especially for, Uh, industries that so many people rely on such as healthcare, um, such as banking, a lot of that stuff is in person and uh, now these companies are like forced to like have internal dashboards designed and other processes designed and transformed into something else um, that's going to be future-proofed as you were saying. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's your take on that? Are you working on certain projects um, that kind of are like that or... Yeah, well, yep.
2: one of the one of the I work for a tech company that deals more with the automotive industry, which is yep. Cox Automotive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You guys would have probably heard of a site called Kelly Blue Book or autotrader.com. We own those those two websites and we basically are a, a marketplace for vehicles all over the country. Um, not many people know this, but there are laws that changes from state to state in when how in the way that you can buy a car. Yep. So for a longer time, there was a rule that you couldn't buy a car anywhere else other than at a dealership. Mm -hmm. So you had to go into a dealership because the dealership were the only ones that were licensed to actually sell you a brand new car. Um, A car maker can give um, a dealership the license to sell a vehicle. And knowing that they can't give the milk guy the license to go and sell Hyundais. But the dealership has this license to provide that, that experience and, and that, that service. Yeah. That has changed dramatically because now I don't have to go into a physical um, dealership in order for me to buy. It. So we've been working really hard and coming up with a whole experience of how we can do a touchless, um, seamless way that you can experience vehicles, go on test drives, mm-hmm. use VR, AR to facilitate those experiences. How do we? Um, How do I exchange my my money? How do I know that I can afford it? How do I know that I can get a a bank loan and get an approval and and, and not have to, I don't know if you guys ever ever bought vehicles, but Mm -hmm. buying a car is just like an incredible pain in the ass. (laughs) So um, how can we minimize all of those friction points in order to get folks to transact a lot quicker?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Before COVID, that wasn't a priority in fact making those investments to do these things digitally cost a lot of money for the, this dealership and they're like we don't need it we're making a lot of money the way we are cool down with your futuristic way of doing things that are more like reliable and we're like no dude like this is the future we should really pay attention and now yeah. um uh, within two weeks of this whole thing happening we were all rounded up all our all of the product designers and we're like if we don't figure out a way to get folks to continue buying cars from home, we're all out of a job. Yep. So good luck with that. <laughs> yep. So we had to go in and do a bunch of design thinking methodologies and we had to come up with ways that so we can, okay, how are we, how, how are we buying and selling cars now? And how do we need this to be? What's the minimum way that we can change things so we can just get this thing going? And then moving forward from that, okay, if, if COVID wasn't a thing, and we had like all the money in the world, how would we want buying and selling vehicles to be? And how does that look like for our company? Yeah. So we've been putting a lot of efforts into coming up with these new strategies, and it's called digital retail services. Mm-hmm. And now if you go to uh, shameless Blog, Auto Trader, <laughs> and Kelly Blue Book, <laughs> and, uh, and see uh, digital remote services, you'll see my handiwork basically. Into place where we uh, come up with all those processes, and that yep. and that wasn't me even designing a screen. Mm-hmm. That was just us sitting down, figuring out different processes. So yeah,
1: that's awesome. So I think first thing that comes to mind when I think of auto retailing and futuristic stuff, like or the future of um, auto, is Tesla. And I, I think, in my mind, they've been very, very successful. Obviously, they have that whole brand image; they're like the apple of cars, basically. And but I think a big factor has been that they're direct to consumer in many ways. Yeah. Um, so, what's your take on that? Would you say that that has put them in front? Like they're more valuable than Toyota now?
2: Well, and I know some of my friends are gonna get one or one of my friends are gonna get really <laughs> upset when I said this actually, because we're very close and we always like butt heads about this when you say very successful what do you mean because they're very popular yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and they're very altruistic and they're very inspiring i have to say that like tesla as a brand is something that they're just very futuristic they're looking forward you really want to be associated you just call them the apple of all the car companies (laughs) which is you know great they only just recently turned a profit true Mm -hmm. yeah and this is something that people tend to forget that you're in business to make money and you could be in it for all the right reasons. And mm-hmm. if you don't make money, then that's gonna make it very hard for you to continue doing the right things and the, yep. the right elements yep. because you won't be able to have enough money to sustain that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I okay. believe Uber and Lyft are also in the same, yep. in the mm-hmm. same boat.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So the reasons why normal automotive companies are have made the money that they have is because they were able through large numbers, minimize their costs. Yep. So they have processes that they know kind of like what they're doing. They have those costs already down pat. Mm-hmm. They know where to shave things. And that's how they're making money. Tesla has gone about to try and do things a different way. They're being very open source in terms of, I mean, I think that Elon Musk said at one point, I'm like, I'm putting all my plans out yep. on open public. source. It's all public. Yeah. So yeah. I want to, if you make a better moral s than what i do do it do it yeah go yeah. ahead go away and do it because he really believes in the electrification and that he's putting they consider themselves an electric com- uh, power company yep. yep yeah and they they're a power company that's right now they're making cars now they're making solar panels but they're trying to bring Every electricity batteries everything. batteries everything so they want to create a, a clean energy In a more sustainable way. Mm -hmm. They understand that the the name of the game right now, it could be cars, but it could be something else in the future. So they're keeping themselves quite open. Very, very smart. However, not profitable when it comes to making cars. Um, They have gone around that rule that I told you about in that if you think that you can buy a car from Tesla from everywhere and you don't have to go to a dealership, you actually go through a dealership in Florida. So Mm -hmm. all that paperwork is all in Florida. It's all happening in that dealership in Florida, they just through different backend services, make it very seamless to the user. Like the end user just get their contract, but they don't know all this stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. But places like Carvana Mm -hmm. are now giving them a run for their money, CarMax as well. CarMax is like, well, why don't, we could do that. We could totally like reroute all all that paperwork and deliver the car to your house, Mm -hmm. boom. so now they're creating disruption and now for CarMax it's a lot easier to get you uh, a Hyundai Ioniq which is a very cheap electric car compared to a Tesla delivered to your home so all of a sudden your competitive advantage that you have just really goes away Mm -hmm. the only difference between your electric car and my electric car is that the Tesla one can do like the happy mode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, I, I don't want to bag on Tesla because Tesla is actually really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But in the same token, this is a business yep. and people kind of like lose track of that.
0: Oh, you yes. say do because the, the it was actually announced like when they beat the profitability, when they actually an- analyze the, the stock, the stock price is is anticipated as they're selling the car for 200 times more than they're selling it for right now. Mm-hmm. That's how much the stock price is in, in like actual contrast to the company. Yeah. So because of that, it's like it's, there's this kind of delusion behind like I, I love Elon and I, I will invest into it, but never with like the stock price right now, never with this current things, because I'm still looking at the profitability, the roadmap, what they're trying to do yeah. on the yeah. business standpoint. And then also by them being direct to consumer, a lot of people forget. That's great for brand appeal, but it's the most expensive way you can go about it. Because I had an opportunity to go in a fireside chat with uh, Tim Brown for Allbirds, and they're direct to consumer as well. But that was one of the struggles he had to do because he wanted to control the brand, but by able to do that, you have to first
2: do direct to consumer, then you have to have your own shops, own infrastructure, it's so expensive. Not only that, if you know anyone that has a Tesla, ask them how do they go about servicing their Tesla?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I heard it tonight.
2: (laughs) So, I mean, Again, I, I don't want to really like bag on Tesla too much because I feel that they're necessary. That like yep. you need to have companies that are trying to push the envelope yep. and trying to change things the way yep. the way they are. Um, but at the same, uh, at the same token, that they have some shortcomings that mm-hmm. you know many of the really Tesla fanboys out there they just like to forget it. And you're like, yeah. I don't want to be a dick, but
1: <laughs> you know, there's stuff there. So yeah, yeah, I I think. No, you make a very fair point, like profitability aside. I think Elon's mission from the beginning, like you were saying, was to be open source and to motivate other people to, you know, electrify and stuff. And we're seeing that, right? Like every major car company now has something. Um, Nissan just
4: released
0: theirs. Their uh, oh yeah SUV or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Porsche, Audi, mm-hmm. yeah, all, all the major yeah. brands have at least some some innovation in the pipeline for yeah. electric vehicles.
2: So one of the projects that I was heavily involved with all of last year was uh, a startup um, uh, company, um, news magazine called Ride.Tech. Mm-hmm. and basically it was all around electrification and and new technology within automotive industry. So. Another Shameless Bluff, go to (laughs) write.tech and subscribe to the menu list. But um, that really opened my eyes to a bunch of stuff that I went into it feeling like so, oh man, the environment and yes, and then tech, and then this is going to be great, and we're changing the world together. But then, like, things like did you know that the batteries? Uh, are causing like more damage to the environment than, than, than the natural like like fuel gases. And then there are other ways of getting fuel that is a lot more cleaner than the, than, than the car batteries and the, the one we have. And, and I was like, wow, this made me really challenge the way I went about like things. I thought that everyone should just get in, like an electric car because it was gonna be better for the environment and actually mm-hmm. turn out well. Depends where you're getting your batteries yep. from. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit. Um, I, I I don't like to buy everything just on face value yeah. no, you, know, yeah, you got I like a little to, bit of research you have to do like <laughs> you, a you have bit to of do
4: a little due diligence you know because <laughs> yeah I mean the, fan, the fanboys with Tesla it's wait Tesla could put anything out and yeah, Elon yeah. Musk could say anything and he does I mean we, we talked about it a little uh-huh. bit before about what his Twitter's like and everything like that <laughs> but I mean yeah I mean batteries are pretty bad all things considered like I get that he's trying to get a grips on that just because, I mean, he has a Gigafactory and what, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in Nevada, right? Or somewhere? He
0: has, he has one somewhere. in the US, he has one in, in China, and I think he's trying to build a third one. Um, somewhere. Yeah, but like, yeah, his his whole concept is, if he, I think it was five Gigafactories, then he can supply the, the level he wants to be able to, but mm-hmm. he needs five. <laughs>
2: yeah, and there are other companies that are doing like exciting work. I don't know if you guys know much about Rivian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rivian has one of the most interesting work That they've been doing in electric vehicles in a long time, that their 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 truck battery that they're doing, um, Ford is paying them just so they can have access to it.
3: Yeah. Mm. So
2: it's not exclusivity. Ford is saying, when you release it, can we please use it Mm -hmm. in our new Th- and yeah, think the f-150, f-150. think think mm-hmm. about that yeah. think about how many f-150s are that and then it's the most popular w- truck in the world exactly yeah. so when you're when you're looking at the scale and when you're looking at the distribution channel that Ford has yep. and all of a sudden you're like okay now we've got a company that has distribution mm-hmm. now we've got a company that has servicing now we've got a company that has like what you have grown to expect from a from a car company yeah mm-hmm. now you can see how sustainable it would be to have an electric vehicle because I know that I'm not gonna be paying an arm and a leg, and I know that I'm not gonna be waiting for a month to have my car serviced in case I I I, I, I need it. Yeah. So Rivian's been doing amazing work. Um, there are other ones like BYTON, which mm-hmm. is, like you go into the, the model vehicles of BYTON, they have screens all over the place. Yeah. They have a they have an LED screen that's on the inside of the of the side passenger mirrors.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that turns their side passenger mirrors into an actual screen. So you can look outside the window where you can also look inside and everything's like, it's crazy. It, it looks like one of those old episodes from *Pin My Car and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> we put a TV everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, those guys are also like, they are like finding it really hard to get funding. They're finding it really hard to sort of um, make these cards without losing a ton of money.
4: Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough thing. I, mean, I remember when Tesla was like, when was this? It had to be like 2013. Mm. Right when fi- whenever Fisker went under, I, I remember <laughs> I remember looking at that and going like, it, because I was I was always like super into like Fisker's into Tesla back then. I was like, oh cool, cars are going electric. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. Um, uh, I was wondering if like Tesla was gonna go under too because I there was like a lot of like times we were just like, oh, Tesla's not looking too hot. It's like the stock price is down. They're, the cars are like, they still only had, I think, the S at that point, which mm-hmm. wasn't a cheap car by right. any standards. No. And there wasn't any used models on the market. Uh, and then Tesla's weird, uh the way they go about their used uh, lots is ridiculous. The way that it's like, yeah. you have to go through all these hoops or else you can buy a used Tesla that doesn't have autopilot, that can't have supercharging, yeah. you can't have all these things. Um, so i was just like oh crap like tesla Tesla's for sure gonna go under but that's when the x came out and that's when the remodeling came out and i was like oh we're actually we're gonna announce like oh look this cheap cars coming out in uh, i don't yeah. know two years and then <laughs> everyone was like oh two years wow amazing and then it turned out to be four years and that four years turned out to be like the when it did come out yeah. it was there were so many issues with the the reliability of that car yeah. that it realistically that car really the model 3 really
2: didn't come out until like what two years ago maybe and it's exactly. been on the market oh, for like four yeah. years yeah and then think about it like this the biggest thing that moves in automotive markets is not new vehicles, it's used vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. there's a bunch of questions out there when saying, okay, I really wanna buy a test.
3: Yeah. But
2: I don't have a, I don't have 200 grand just sitting in, the, in there. I'm happy to buy like an older one, but what am I buying? Like, yeah. is, is the battery still gonna be good? Am yeah. I gonna be able to still like service it? What if I wanna just change it and 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 have it all like souped up, bro? Cause I like my cars to be <laughs> like souped up, but I want it to be like, i can't really just sit there and work on my car so what am i really buying am i am i like leasing it like so there's so many questions at at, this point
4: it seems like people who are buying the tesla it's it's like Nikhil said it's like the Apple of Tesla brands like you're buying one for the name brand but you're really yeah. you're buying the software in that car
2: Yeah, like yeah.
4: you're buying autopilot you're buying the ma- even on the Model 3 what yeah. is it it's like it's 12 inch screens
2: you're actually not buying the software you because essentially well, it's everything, released, right? everything everything is depending on them pushing out Upends. whatever the new uh, update so it's like <laughs> when you think that you buy your phone sure you bought the technical parts in it and but you don't you don't own the apps inside you don't own, you yeah. sign everything away when you say yes to the terms and conditions so if you wanted to jailbreak your phone to install more apps and do that that's great but we'll void your warranty and you know yep. and, and, and god bless you and, and hope <laughs> yeah. everything kind of like works out for you but at the same that's the same mentality that they've gone about with their cars yeah. and many people don't really understand that little difference because you know you have you ask like your granddad that has like this old chevy that he's been working on it for 20 years but that's his car that's he can just change whatever he wants on it and yeah. do whatever you put want a new to engine car, put a new engine, engine paint it repaint it do whatever you want and you yeah. can't do this to these vehicles because that's I, not how they intended them to, be used to i mean i don't know if you guys have seen the youtube channel rich rebuilds
4: but yeah he his whole thing is just he i think he started off with like one tesla he bought mm-hmm. like super cheap that got yeah. flooded and all just chronicling all the issues he went through with Tesla, whether it's getting like one little bolt that they need, whether it's actually getting the car to start. Uh, I remember at one point he got a car and it had gotten um, what's the term when it gets like totaled out?
2: Uh, oh, when um, when when you get the we got a total when you get yeah, the uh, car total, yeah. Yeah, I
4: think it's, it, he says some kind of name to it, but it got totaled, and because Tesla identified it as a totaled vehicle they like stopped pushing any kind of software to it. Yep. So it was just like this basically massive paperweight. Exactly. So he had to go in and like mess the computers <laughs> and, and get everything going so that he could actually turn the car on, pull software updates and do everything like that. I mean, it, it, it's a hassle and they, they make it like that on purpose. Like everyone, I, I remember on Twitter, I was on Twitter a while ago, and everyone was like praising tesla because they were like wow tesla I, I woke up this morning and i have all these new features whether my car's faster now or whether there's like a new quieter mode whatever it is and they're just mm-hmm. like oh all i did is I, I messaged elon on twitter and i said hey wouldn't it be cool if the tesla software did this and magically it's there now it's like yeah that's a cool thing to have but at the end of the day if something happens and your car gets totaled or uh
2: anything comes up and it might avoid your warranty yeah. you're kind of better luck yeah, and it's and it's and now people need to start getting are you gonna be comfortable with that? That's basically the question. And like, and again, I bring it back to your cell- to your cell phone. Like, you are you? Do you need your your to be able to to tinker with your phone at, at all moment in time? Do you need yeah. to be able to rejig everything? It's that garden wall conversation that we were having before about Apple. I would pay a little bit extra to not have to worry about upgrading my car. I would I would pay a lot extra for my vehicle to be. The one thing that it just takes me from point A to point B, mm. and I feel that yeah. the biggest, and, and, and I'm and I'm showing my age right now, <laughs> that I feel that you guys having a car, it doesn't, it, it's not such a make or break moment in your life anymore. Mm. That moment in your life comes when you got your phone for the first time. Mm-hmm. That moment of freedom when you feel that yeah. that you have privacy. That you felt that you had uh, independence because you could go anywhere you wanted on your phone on the internet. That moment that you can just say, "I have Uber. I can just order a cab on my yeah. phone. I can buy a plane ticket with my phone. I don't need. I don't need that. I can. I can book a car service to drive me around. Yeah. And and I feel that that the younger people are just more more conscious about stuff like drink driving and like well, no, like why would I why would I drink that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, we will just catch an Uber and going to be even better cuz then it's we can real. just chill and just drink in the oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we can like so I remember when I was like 16 I'm like I cannot wait to get a car. I cannot wait to to just to be able to go anywhere. And and my my kid is only 7. So by the time that he's 16, his freedom is going to be like I can't wait to get my chip implant <laughs> Or you know <laughs> or whatever the heck that's going to be. Oh. Yeah. Ah, uh, hopefully it's not. <laughs> yeah, I really, hope yeah not. I really hope it's not.
4: <laughs> you don't like the idea of just well, yeah. smacking your forearm and paying for something?
0: Uh, I really don't like something that can track me in every single point. i have already, this already bothers me that people can track almost everything so and I try to cut it out. So, Black
2: Mirror to me is the it's best feature. features out there that you can, oh, yeah. like, do yourself a favor and watch every single episode of Black Mirror and then <laughs> never leave home <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because uh, this is the future. and as a product designer, When we see stuff like that being represented like that, this is stuff that we go, that is so doable. And the way that my brain works like, okay, I can call my backend body here and we can totally make a framework that we can build this. We can build this shit for real. There's some of the stuff from, 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 from Black Mirror. Can you Mirror. give me
4: like the lens of my memories where I can go so, back and stuff? Yeah, that's
0: actually the thing. So uh-huh. when you go to CES, and I, this goes back to what we're talking about with CES, because it kind of show kind of like the five to 10 year mark of where technology is going. But when you're at CES, the stuff that I was watching in Black Mirror, oh. I was at CES, I was like, holy shit. I see that right there. I see that right there. Yeah. They already have the, the beta see, version see, of that exact
2: thing. Ask Siri to show you the videos that you uploaded before. Oh, okay. So th- th- the technology is just there. Yeah, it's just yeah. changing the commands and and make sure if you're like on like like uh, um, people get really freaked out about this, but Alexa is recording at all times. Oh, so yeah, that's the only way and the only way that they that, that you have as a user to interact the the the, the commands. It's when you say the wake word. But in order for the device to work, it needs to, he- <laughs> it needs to record the whole time. That's yeah. the only way. Yep. So it's recording the whole time. And the more you use it, the more it recognizes you have a thick accent. So. I uh, can't, I, every time I say Alexa, I'm sorry, did you say? <laughs> and I'm like, Juanita, Maria, <laughs> coño. So, you know, I get really pissed off. But you know what I'm
1: talking no. about. But it, and now it got to a point where it,
2: if I say, like, oh, I, I mumble Alexa, and you know that I'm talking to, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to, to, to Alexa. And that
1: happens at my home too. So, we have an Alexa in the kitchen and we like, we grind our own coffee beans and we make it in a French press. Like, me and my mom my dad, my brother, and it recognizes me by now because I think I use it the most. So anytime like no problem. My dad uses it and he doesn't have a thick accent or anything, but it's just like he says, Alexa, nothing. And then he says it like five times and he gets more and more pissed each time (laughs) (laughs) and then I come like Alexa and it works in like two seconds. So my kid who has
2: uh, my wife has an Australian accent and she has a very thick Australian accent. Yeah, And she calls things by weird names. So fine, Alexa, don't understand the weird things that my wife calls you because she calls ketchup tomato sauce <laughs> oh. what's the type of uh, price of tomato sauce and it's like tomatoes are a vegetable a fruit that grows in and, and you're like no that's not what you know what stupid Alexa and then you have to ask my kid who has an American accent to be like Alexa what's the price of ketchup and I'm like shut up I, the fact that I have to resource to this is embarrassing so I don't want to use this anymore but I like race so Alexa is listening to you all the time. And because Alexa is listening to you all the time, now we have more access to data more than ever. A bunch of unstructured data. So you, you tell Alexa, Alexa, I would ask you like, who is this talking? And I'm like, this is daddy, so I'm daddy. I'm Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be called Big Daddy, yeah. at least by a device. No yeah. one else does. Just the device. We can start calling you
4: Big Daddy. If Please don't. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Or oh, start shirt. text messaging. <laughs> me. Okay, all right. With <laughs> with emojis. Okay. It's going to be great.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the technology is there. Um, you can walk around with, with, with Snap, Snapchat, yeah. and Snap Camera has very fashionable sunglasses that are recording all the time. Yep and it needs to be recording all the time in order for you to say, take a photo of this or like, or with a gesture or something like that, we just take a snap or start recording like a moment, but it's recording the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we progress with teaching AI to the machines to start recognizing objects and things like that, I can very much easily say, um, I'm about to go into a meeting. Just make sure that we record everything that that's happening and faces because I'm really bad with names, so I make sure that With face recognition, if I can just pull from LinkedIn and I can see kind of like your face pull up and have like an AR thing that says like, this is Nikhil and this is uh, what he's done. And last time you guys were together and like a video that plays, and I'm like, I Nikhil, remember that time that I offered you alcohol and you weren't old enough to have alcohol and then you had to send you back from outside. Oh, that's a fun story, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that, that was a good time. (laughs) I know. Are you guys like,
4: so I asked because I had a, a friend he worked in computers all the time he mm. was a, a brilliant a coder um but he still had like you know you go to walmart and you buy you see a phone for 20 bucks and you like buy a, it, burner. A, a burner exactly like a burn, yeah he had a burner um and i asked him like well why and he was just like he's like look, look dude like everything that i've ever done in my life is on the computers. like i don't the last thing i want is at least for them to know exactly where i am <laughs> he's like that's like that's it that's it i'm cool with just everything keep it take it all of it but
2: you know, but it's really it's really interesting to me because um, like I think that we were touching about this earlier when we're uh, having a chat and it was that What people are giving up in what their so-called freedoms? They're gaining in convenience. Yep. Yeah, and that's the cost That's just a trade-off yep. and, and and we were talking uh, we're touching on this that uh, this is a business and people keep forgetting that, yep. that there's gonna be some type of exchange of of goods. Yeah. What are you gonna give me that's valuable to me in order for you to get this level of convenience or mm-hmm. or you know, you could you could you have an option of destroying all the technology that you have and go and live in a mountain and grow your own food and have like a little commune and you could do that and potentially be happy with that, but probably not lose hair or anything like that. <laughs> um, but if you're gonna be living in 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 within like technology and you're going to be taking advantage of that the convenience and and the products that people are making there's got to be some type of exchange
3: yeah
2: um i feel that what's bad is what's when people are being misingenuous about it yep. and when they try to steal that information and not letting you know where how is it that i'm going to be using it for
3: mm-hmm.
2: so right now we're in the process of designing the new auto trader app and with the, for the new auto trader app our long-term uh strategy is that we want to be able to provide end-to-end solutions so when you even look at a car to literally buying the car and having it sent over to okay. your house mm-hmm. so there's a there's a number of different points that you kind of like n- need to hit yeah um so i can sit down and put you through an onboarding process that's gonna last 10 minutes and i can and i know everything that i need to know about you so you can go about and doing your life but you may not be ready for that level of commitment with me to sit you down and have like ten pages of questions, because yeah. you, you, dude, you only want to have a look at cars and prices. Yeah. That's all you want to do. So what you do is something called like progressive disclosure. And progressive disclosure is like I won't ask for your location until I need it. Yeah. So you like you 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 you're enjoying your application and you're enjoying the stuff that you're doing and all of a sudden you want to send a notification saying that you're interested in it. I say, well, I need I need to, you to let me know uh, where you are. Yep. So we can do this two ways. You can either give it to me, you can type it in, or I can find out with your location right now, what yep. do you want to do? Provide user context and say, why do you want to do that? Well, it's from, if I want to show you vehicles that are around your area and not show you that vehicle that's around Alaska, I need to know where you are. Yeah. So that makes sense and you're like okay here's my zip code and i'm like okay i'm gonna send you now a check worth of two thousand dollars so i can send it to your next door neighbor or i can send it to your house no you need to send it to my house so okay i need your address then you got the address yep. or um hey um we have um we have a phone conference to um for a job interview and we mm-hmm. want to be able to, to talk to you have your phone number Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah Yeah. but i can't just sit there and ask for your phone number your address your favorite color how what's your 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 favorite pet last name (laughs) mother's maiden name mother's maiden name (laughs) i can't (laughs) ask for any of that stuff without giving users like the proper yeah.
1: um, context. So instead of like one painful form in the very beginning, which everybody dreads, asking them at the points that you actually need them to make yes. that experience much more fluid. And it's like, it makes sense yeah. at the time. And, and transparent. Yeah, so they'll leave that app or experience yeah. like, okay, like that was good. That was nice. Yeah. So
2: the the model that Apple and, 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 and Microsoft as well, I we mean, They, you say that you wanted to have access to the brand new iOS? Yep. Great. Here's 30 pages of Terms and Conditions. Are you gonna be reading it? Nope. Nope. They're like, just accept, 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 (laughs) accept. For all you know, when your first born son turns 18, (laughs) There might be a group of people that are from Apple that are coming in and going to take your kid and be like, well, you said yes. (laughs) Back in 2020. We had the signature right here. (laughs) We had the signature. Like, I I thought that we were under complete agreement. You (laughs) said yes. You read the EULA, You read it. You read it. You just said I read it and you ticked it. So now we're taking little Nikhil home. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't take him. So, um, yeah, so. You shouldn't be doing that, and that's one of the things that us as UX designers need to combat, it's called dark patterns, yep. Yep. and it, it's, it's, a, it's not a good way about doing business, It's not a, you don't do sustainable business if you continue to, to behave like that, yeah, it just doesn't leave you a good feeling. Yeah, Um, because
0: like recently, Hasan Minhaj, he had had a really good one on like all these tax services because literally they just do dark patterns and that's how they make all their money because technically it's all supposed to be for free. And even the government tried to create what they had but they lobbied against, they blocked it out, and then they have dark patterns. You can find the free way to do your taxes, but you have to, it's not any of their, it's not TaxAct.org, it's none of their actual searches. You have to know the exact domain, which they blocked out on SEO because they just literally just blacklisted it. Exactly. Nobody can find it. So now everybody's paying like $150 for their taxes, which should have been free in the first place.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And unfortunately, I, not in my current company, but in previous companies I've had, you sit there and have conversation with stakeholders and say, and, and those are like real things that come up. They're like, you know, we know there's an easy way to get a user from point A to point B, but we make money with banners. Mm-hmm. So we'll put you through seven screens mm-hmm. of yeah. banners. And once you hit that seven screen, that's when you sort of get the the goods, whatever it is yeah. that you're doing. So, yeah.
1: But that has nothing to do with COVID, right? Yes, no, so. <laughs> 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 I did have a question though. So speaking of convenience, Um, take stores like Amazon Go, right? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of pretty much connected to what we were talking about. And like, I think once things start to open up again and like the people who are conscious and stuff will kind of become germophobes. Like people are going to do that naturally. And, um, you know, there's a bunch of different factors that are gonna change and stuff. But I think one thing in my mind is like the Amazon Go store where, you just walk in. It's connected to your Amazon app. It knows who you are, and all you got to do is walk in, grab what you need, and walk out. No human interaction whatsoever. No dirty whatever, whatever conveyor belt things uh, yeah. and stuff to touch. Right? Um, do, you, do you? I, I want to know all of you guys' opinion. Do you guys think like these are going to become more popular, or is it going to be different? Do you think like traditional grocery stores are going to stay how they are?
0: I don't. I, it's kind of funny because yesterday I was literally teaching Heidi and Kat exactly about this. I was talking yeah. about um, you have to look at the life cycle of industries. And I honestly do think grocery stores are hitting to the to kind of the decline phase just because yeah. the way that they go about their actions is such an old school model in the first place. Like the they, they purchase, they have a supplier, they make their margin and it's all volume game. Yeah. Uh, Amazon, I, I think it's, it, it can work, but it, it needs a certain level of trust and mm-hmm. they have to be okay with a certain amount of theft because it's not going to be able to prevent everybody to like, authentically, you know, go in and buy. But that already happens in regular grocery stores in the mm-hmm. first place. Um, I do think it will become big, but I don't know when. I think that's yeah. the kind of the question is, is, is the timing of it because already in Sweden and, and Scandinavian countries, that, that's already been implemented. Like they already have those stores in Sweden. They and have like a other lot companies. of companies. Yeah, like they have a bunch of convenience stores and stuff like that running this exact same model. Mm-hmm. It, ver- it works really well. And I think it works really well in small scale, but to get it across the entire United States, the way our supply chain is set up, Yep. I think that's where the struggle comes from because yeah. technology mm-hmm. side, I think it's going to get adopted as for everything behind the scenes to make
4: that happen. I think that's where the problem is going
0: to happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's it, it's it's a pain for me because like ethic, like speaking ethically, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of like, I don't like to use self-checkout. I like to go to a, to like a person yep. because for me, at least the more data a company sees that they don't need that person working the actual line, yeah. the more easier the decision is to get rid of human workforce and, and adopt yep. more yep. machine workforce. So that's one of the reasons why I don't use sub checkout. Like that's just on an ethical principle, but at the same time, like I, yeah, dude, like if I could, if I could go grocery shopping and not worry about like me, either me wiping down the conveyor belt before I use it or the employee wiping down the conveyor belt or all these little things that come into germs that you would take for granted before COVID, uh, I would, I'd probably do it. I mean, if I was, if I was near an Amazon go, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd go for it. I try I'd give it a whirl, but it's, do I think it's going to be adopted? Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, am I am I entirely for it? No.
0: Yeah, I think that's the tricky part. I, I yeah. need like universal basic income and those things to happen first <laughs> before I'm like all on yeah, board all, and jump on ship that. on
2: that. So yeah. So, so it's really interesting because um, there's a lot of research that has come out from some of the consumer behavior changes that's happening. Something that's been very surprisingly is that the older generation has now been opened up to the gig economy.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: You've got moms granddads getting ubereats and getting uh instacarts
1: yeah like and being the ones who pick up the food and deliver it yeah, or, yeah. so because Both they're like, like
2: getting like the uh, food delivered to them like uh, postmates mm-hmm. using postmates and relying heavily on those services mm-hmm. they would have never been exposed to something like that because socially you know uh the older generation people like to go to the shops they like mm-hmm. to go and have a chat with someone behind the counter that's kind of that's yeah. kind of like their social interaction and I'm, and i'm really sorry if i'm making like gross generalizations <laughs> people will be like "Fuck you i'm not doing that <laughs> but you are <laughs> but, <laughs> I <am>. <laughs> <laughs> but i am but i'm saying that there's a number there's a large group of people that are that, that's that that's they're being introduced for the first time to yeah. this geek economy yeah. and it's now working like really really well for them yeah, yeah. i don't believe that we're going to turn into a society full of germophobes. yeah mm. and not for a good reason I feel that people are very um, big-headed in terms of how they go about doing things. Mm-hmm. And even if it's to their detriment, they'll be like, no, man, no one can tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, germs. You know what I mean? That's why I said the
1: people who are conscious.
2: And in the same token, when we're designing products, we need to be able to take away mm-hmm. our bias and be able to design. Accessible for, for for accessible for everyone. accessible for everyone. And and it's it's really when, when when you're going through through some of these design thinking methodologies, empathy is a big thing. You need to be able to put yourself in the in, in someone's situation. You need to be able to be ethically minded when you're coming up with like a system that may hurt or displaced a bunch of people out of their jobs yeah. and yep. have you thought about that and have you thought about that impact and ha- what would you recommend to be like the workaround um so i sometimes i and i, I i'm not i am not a trump supporter spoiler alert mm-hmm. so i mean yeah, we're talking about moving to europe
4: <laughs> exactly yeah
2: exactly so um I'm having to create products for Trump supporters as well yeah. as people that are non-Trump supporters because I am making products for everyone. So, um, when you see, when you see, um, shops are just going contactless and people that are legit, like refusing to operate within the standards that you, you knew that you would have designed, it's incredibly frustrating, but you need to be able to accommodate for that. Yeah, because ultimately you need to provide a solution for them. Hey, if you don't want to be here, we set up a line outside for people that do want to get a germ and <laughs> everybody gets a germ and then you still get to get the buy. like we'll need to find a solution for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would I would always um, advise to think just across the playing field and be able to put yourself in in those situations from absolutely everyone, even people that make you uncomfortable. Yep. Uh-huh. To try and see things and try yeah. to like to solve what they're actually, at least the their more immediate need. Because if you have an education need that I can't fix, I'm sorry, there's not a lot I can do. I can make it easier for you to buy something. I probably can do that, but much more from that.
1: Hey. <laughs> it's on you. It's on yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I, I think I agree with all of your guys' points. It's like, I, I, I don't really know, what exactly is going to happen i don't think anybody does um i think just being a fan of tech like ever since i was forever right like i think seeing something like that is like oh so cool right um but then yeah of course like some people's behaviors are going to change some people's behaviors are not there's going to be people who resist there are people who resist to these new changes today yeah. um there's people who are changing their habits every day so it's just like there's probably going to be a mix of both right like you're friendly neighborhood Ralph's is probably still going to be there for a few more years, right? But
4: I I see more, more, the thing that I can see happening, like very uh, short term, not so much long term is um, more places taking like the, uh, the Whole Foods 365 or the Trader Joe's approach or Aldi, where it's just the same convenience store, but less skews, much smaller footprint. Mm -hmm. And so remove giving someone the option of eating 20 different cereals. And instead, give them five different cereals that are the best sellers, and just do that. And, yeah. and instead of instead of having a Walmart or a Target that's a hundred thousand square feet, have yeah. a Trader Joe's that's in ten thousand square feet. So commu- community-based you know? businesses more. Like, yeah, tied t- t- to the community and, and and
0: and kind of yeah, kind of closer because I think the same thing for gyms. To be honest, I I don't think the format of like twenty-four hour fitness in these massive yeah. gyms oh, yeah. is gonna is gonna work after COVID. To yep. be honest, because no, no one, people want a, a smaller gym size. They want like nutrition, plan, health, community. Yeah, yeah, They Holistic want days. Exactly, kind of the big picture of fitness. Yeah. They don't want just, I'm going to the gym because 24-hour fitness and they have a launch of data. Those that just go to the gym, it actually fails. Like they, they don't yeah. get healthier. Yeah. They're just going there to go to the gym.
2: And if you think about it um, and, um, and so, I, I lived in Australia for, for a number of years and, and coming from the Dominican Republic where life is almost like happening at a, at a parallel universe than than, than the <laughs> world because of just how crazy that place is um it, it's giving me like a lot of perspective on on, on how the world can be in such a, such a di- different places mm-hmm. um one of the value that america has is big and value and Family size, and yeah, yeah. you can get the big Costco. bag of Doritos. Costco, yeah. Do <laughs> you want toilet paper? Here's two trucks of toilet paper. Yes, you can buy it. Guns, more guns than you can ever think of. Like massive, right? And and. and and when you come from a place where where your your su- supplies limited and you see all that stuff, you're like, oh my god, what? <laughs> you buy that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, We need that. We just need, just, just do it. Four yeah. trucks. Four trucks. Four trucks. <laughs> yeah. And um, and, but what you're lacking of is quality, yeah. right? Yeah. You're you're missing the, the the, the bespoke, um, tailor made. Fit, this is just made for you. So you go from health and fitness, having a personal trainer, someone that understands that your physique and your physique is different than my physique. Therefore, my exercises need to be different. My meal plans need yep. to be different and my goals might, might, might be might be different. Um, food stores to be able to provide a, a different range of smaller shops that have different Like i don't need to get my sushi from the same place that i get my nails (laughs) you you know what i mean like i don't i I don't i don't need that in in my life i can simply just go to like a butcher shop and 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 have that Mm -hmm. cool experience and then or i can go to then i can walk out of there and go into a coffee shop and and enjoy that or or have like a really nice authentic japanese meal and then go and get some um, gelato afterwards, I don't, you know, yeah. I, don't, I, 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 I like food, so I'm just thinking about <laughs> that stuff.
0: I, I guess to kind of tie off of that, cause one, um, really in, like Mark Cuban's talked about a lot of entrepreneurs have talked about this is during COVID-19, like all these big companies, they're actually going to be like net zero on employment because they're losing some and they're gaining some unemployment on the cycle, but the real economic kind of push is going to come from small businesses and startups because they're innovating, find these problems and kind of solving it. Yeah. So do you think based off COVID-19, there's gonna be a huge like emergence of small business and kind of more community ties. Because as oh. you can see, people are investing into small businesses. Yeah. They, they don't care about corporate right now. They're Everybody's small business is like, oh, I, I know your business, I know you're struggling. Yeah. Let me let me prepay for the next year and stuff yeah. like that to at least make sure that they stay alive. So do, do you think that there's gonna be a, it's not gonna be a, because America runs on corporations, but do you think there's gonna be a, like a dynamic shift that there's gonna be more emphasis on
2: small business? Well, this, the economies of scale won't come into play. Yeah. You remember? so yeah. it's 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 the same walmart mentality you won't get that discount because there's so many services being crammed in you'll get the benefit because you're gonna be getting small businesses that are focusing on one thing and there's gonna be other small businesses that are going to be supporting that small businesses in <laughs> delivering that Yeah, and that's what COVID has really shown that we don't need to hire a big office building. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge overhead that I don't need. Yep. I don't need to hire a fancy production company just so they can just rock up and 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 say that you're like fancy like I don't need to buy that. Because what I'm buying into is the talent of the people, the guy holding the camera. I'm buying into the that 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 engineer or that coder that's actually going to be building my product. And if I can hire them on an individual level and do away with all that, with all that uh, overhead, I'm going to end up with a product that's going to be just as competitive. Worst case scenario, just as competitive as something that's just done mm-hmm. at a massive scale. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great opportunity now for small businesses to, to really figure out how they can deliver value at a smaller scale but always be personalized. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter what you do, make sure that you are building something that you're carving your own niche and saying, mm-hmm. "We, no one knows more about this in this area, you know? And I can safely say that I'm the coolest Dominican guy you all three mm-hmm. have met. <laughs> Hopefully that you haven't met another Dominican. Uh, yeah. no. I, I
0: have, but I'll still push you out at number
2: one. Oh, point. fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> i made it
0: <laughs> it, was, it was close but yeah. you're you it was it was it was, was it was it was so it was thank so god okay well, that battle,
2: was i went out on the limb <laughs> but uh but i that's that's just prove my point so you find your niche yeah. you carve you carve yourself a good niche yeah you brand yourself accordingly and then you'd have to all obviously deliver mm-hmm. your on your promise so yeah
4: yeah I, I mean just going off like the small business thing i i think all three of us have really seen it i mean all three of us from the, before COVID are very. We we're very like on the pulse of like small business because we're. I mean, we're doing it right now. You know, yeah. so like we have to understand, like empathize and sympathize with small business and see what kind of troubles they're going through and see how what the growth projections looking like. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't see growth projections. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with small businesses. But right now, what's happening is is yeah, we're stepping away from from just having like a the horse blinders on and seeing just these like big name people that are that are in, in the game mm. and kind of opening up that perspective and saying like, oh, no, right now, it's, I mean, think about right now. No one's working in an office, so you can't so you can't say, I want that production company instead. People are going, I want that designer, I want I want that coder, I want this person. And it's allowing those people to really I think what's happening here is is people are starting to understand. Um, the amount of wealth that they bring individually right and i think that's what's going to lead into all these like small businesses and all these kind of new uh enterprises that are going to be starting up is just the idea, the fact that people are sitting at home doing this stuff working for you know whoever it is like i'm sure that someone working for Weta right now for disney is going like I- i'm doing this for my living room right now
3: mm-hmm. yeah you know
4: i save a little bit of money and i can do this myself and start making some money on the side without having to get
2: so I'll give you an example and in Australia Australia is a a very smaller much smaller market Mm -hmm. than the US Mm -hmm. there's only 20 people 20 million uh, uh, population in Australia but they have a huge film industry Yep. and with film comes you know special effects and director photographers right and creative directors uh, art directors graphic designers so what For years and years and years, all these like really heavyweight uh, creative people were working for big companies. The big companies just pay them ridiculous amount of money so they can just show up and basically just sit there. and, and, And if you were the executive creative director on Toyota, you were just working on Toyota the whole time. They found themselves very, very bored because they were only just working on the one brand. But at the same token, it was just easy ish money because they were they knew that they're really good at what they're doing yeah they were very familiar with the with the brands they were doing so um but then what happened smaller agencies started coming into the market and saying to them hey um we noticed that you guys did this for your big uh, tv ad um we want to do this quirky little short clip and don't worry we'll do it for your youtube account and not many people are going to see it and little by little these smaller independent companies edge away at some of the work mm. that the the big production company was doing. So much so that uh, people are like, oh, you know, we can't spend the, that $20 million on that TV ad because we need to spend 10 on, on, on these five content producers that are bringing so many views of our brand on on, on YouTube and, and in, on Instagram. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, you're buying into those individual talents directly. So yeah. what the creative directors started doing was like, they they said to the big companies like, screw you, we don't wanna do business with you guys anymore. Yeah, We're gonna be creative independent creative directors. And if uh, Toyota, and if uh, um, Nike, uh, Coke, they wanna do an ad, we'll just go in, we'll come up with the ad, you pay us by project, we'll move on Next. And then, and, and then go on to, to the next one, go yeah. to the next one, go to the next one. So, they- I
4: mean, I, I think the the biggest thing when it comes to like ads and, and kind of understanding like the direction that things are kind of going for, it's like, I, I'm, I'm really wondering if when it, if because more things are going to start going more independent, like independent mm-hmm. contractor and all this stuff, if they're if there's going to be that final push that like those big companies. So you think like the blue chip, like stock companies, like uh, if they're going to start actually caring about micro influence and not just maybe not like micro micro, but like sub hundred thousand followers, uh, actual people like putting investing money into these like smaller projects as opposed to having to go through the agencies. Because I mean, you think you think about these like big, big companies for the most part, there's they're so traditional in, in what they're doing. That they don't see that everything really is going direct to consumer, yep. and that includes uh, entertainment. Right. That includes whether it's just ads, entertainment, um, products, obviously. Uh, but everything's going direct to consumer. Everything's going YouTube. Everything's going TikTok. Everything's going where I pull out my phone. I follow who I need to follow. Right. Within my sphere of influence.
0: Also creates a problem of the echo chamber of yeah. only having people that are yeah. like minded, exactly. which has a very big yeah. problem. <laughs> that
2: that that is in. That's, that's such a good thing that you that, <laughs> that you that you bring up because it's so it's so prevalent in in, 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 in kind of like our society but even at a, at a smaller scale of the macro influence that's also really necessary yep especially for example if we do a business for a small for a laundromat in uh in, in laguna beach there's no point in me doing a TV ad that's going to get people that are going to be outside Laguna Beach if I have a laundromat that is in Laguna Beach. So there's a lot of wasted. We call it spray and pray. Yeah. So, very, we don't want to i familiar
0: with that with call of duty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you
2: don't you don't want to spray and, and and pray. You want to be able to the 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 efforts that you make to be as targeted as you can. Yep. So, if you find the one the one guy that makes weird AMSR a- a- videos on YouTube. You can do it right now. You can <laughs> do it right here and be like, "This is my cover that you can buy on." Go visit RadoTech. You know, uh, if you if you do that, and it works for you, and you get like tons of like, "Have you seen that weird guy? That he just grabbed that thing, and it's working for you." That is a lot. more it's you understanding your audiences delivering content being entertaining and and being informative and then talking to your audiences in the way that they want to be talked to Mm -hmm. so that to me shows that you are creating a product that you are caring about the people that are actually going to be consuming it yeah so i i'm really a strong believer that if big companies don't start thinking more like that Mm -hmm. They're gonna be um, not gonna be around for a long for a long time, no. and big companies are, are being able to, to to do this. Like I know that Nike, for a long time, they have like a, a an incubator themselves. That they're always coming up with new products. They're always coming yeah. up with interesting way of marketing their products as well. They see trends coming a mile away, so they know that things like TikTok are you know uh, are platforms that people are consuming day in day out day in day out mm-hmm. you can tell like how much screen time you spend on on each of the these different apps so yeah. to not recognize that as a viable channel is lack of foresight yep yeah or yeah just just blindness
0: in general it's just being stubborn and thinking the market but i want to i want to ask you a question go for it. what do you think about quibi
4: oh we're, we're going to get to quibi? <laughs> what, when do i when, when, so uh what
0: like, I would like Quibi again? Oh what is a oh, Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, before, before we get into Quippy,
4: I I wanna say this. Can I, I want her on camera. I wanna get the I Told You So's Hey. I want to get. I told them. I don't I don't know, I don't think we recorded a podcast about this, but it was we a conversation between yeah. the two of us in the office where Quibi came up, and okay. I said I give Quibi three months before mm-hmm. it flops. Si- yeah, said you said six, yeah. and I was like three months before it just goes down the drain, and this was about a month ago.
2: Right. I need. I need a quick reminder of <laughs> okay. what Quibi. So, oh, you were serious. I am serious. <laughs> 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 That's so bad. That actually you are. I've reason seen ads one. about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, <laughs> what,
4: what do you think it is? So how about this? How about this? You don't know what Quibi is, but you've seen the ads. What do you think Quibi is? Okay. If you had to <laughs> guess on Quibi,
2: the ads. Is Queeby uh, like a new type of Netflix? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah.
4: Okay. A lot of people, so they did uh, some some research on it. And with the ads that they run on the Super Bowl, wasted just so much money. Just too much money in the Super Bowl for ads. Um, the ads are so like broad and like they're trying to be like this like, grandiose thing. Like, they basically are the new player in the game and they took the approach of we're going to pretend that we've been here forever.
2: You know? I, I mean, having made ads for the super bowl Uh i can tell you there's a strategy behind that okay and it's uh and i think godaddy was the one that did did it very well godaddy did so godaddy was like no one knows who the f we are yeah they don't know who we are so if we go in there saying hi we're godaddy and we are going to show you that you got like out there with Danica, uh, Patrick. Patrick? Patrick. Patrick? McKellar?
3: No, Patrick. Patrick. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. GoDaddy did that to you. (laughs) GoDaddy did that to me. They did that to me. Yeah. Yeah. They messed up with my brain. (laughs) My 12-year-old brain. Anyway, I digress. So they went ahead and they're like, we need to make sure that that we become memorable, we need to make sure that, that we become entertaining. People are watching a football game. They're not silly. saying, like, oh, I wonder what tech company is going yeah. oh, I'm so looking for a hosting company. Like, <laughs> if only I see like a message, like a 30 second message with like a celebrity endorsement yeah. for me to give all my money to. Like no one is sitting at home doing that. So what you want to provide is something that's memorable enough that can cut through the noise. Mm. And um, so the next day, you're like, oh remember that how funny that ad from blah 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 was and the joke, oh my it was amazing. That's the best thing that you can hope for out of a out of a, a thirty second a thirty second Super Bowl yeah. fifty million dollar investment. Okay, so I should say
4: that Quibi didn't make it memorable. Quibi yeah, I made, can't even remember. <laughs> exactly. so, yeah. so a lot of people thought that Quibi was, like, I think, like, a food delivery service for a while. Like, they did, like, a thing. And they were, like, they, they, they polled people, and they were, like, what do you think Quibi is? And they were, like, I don't know, deliver food or something like, like that. Quiznos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sandwiches? So, so basically what it is, it stands for Quick Bites, Quibi, right? And what it is, it's, like, 7 to 12 minute... Uh, sh- so basically, imagine a TV show. Imagine, like, an episode of Black Mirror, an hour long. But instead of sitting there and watching it in front of a TV for an hour long, imagine the joy of watching it in seven to twelve minute spurts, once a week,
0: on your phone.
4: On your phone, once a week. Once a week, week. on your phone. On your phone. Wait, the spurts it's, are once a week. The spurts are once a week. Yeah. So that, that was their that was their first mistake. The fact that they didn't launch everything out at once. So if I wanted there's to no binge, binge, there's, there's no, no binge. Now I think now there's binge now because there stuff has been now out is, for a while. But they're already screwed up this point. So exactly. Really so they did a, a few things wrong. So that and the big thing that they did they wasted a bunch of money. I think it was like one point was like $1.2 billion before they even launched the product. It was $1.2 billion that they put into the product because every single one of their shows had a celebrity endorsement behind it. There was a celebrity starring in the show. We're talking like big names, like we're talking about like like Kevin Hart, Chrissy Teigen, yeah. um, who else is in it? Uh, Will Forte. Is was, Liam Hemsworth, Chris
1: Hemsworth? Yeah, 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 James one of the Hemsworths.
4: So they put a bunch of money behind celebrities and what ended up happening is they saw that people weren't that interested in it. I'm sure they saw the poll that they were like, oh crap, they think we're a delivery service. Um, Mm -hmm. so they offered three months for free and when the like within the first week if you signed up you get three months for free Right, COVID also. So yeah, yeah COVID also hit. so you get three months for free uh, And then what ended up happening is people were really like hoping that their numbers were big at first because you get three months for Free, but now I think it's down to like 72,000 active users and that might just Hmm. be people who forgot to cancel (laughs) When the three months hit
3: so at this point
4: it would take them I think someone was saying like if those 700 70,000 people actually did stay on at I think $5 a pop, it would take Quibi 460 plus years to <laughs> regain their initial one point something billion dollar oh investment. Um, and this oh is like, God. and like the CEO is like so, so out of it. Like he's just like, it's COVID-19's fault and ignore the fact that right now people are ingesting more entertainment than they ever have in yeah. the world. Are it you should talking about Katzenberg? So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Katzenberg. Not the CEO. So he's, uh, basically
2: the someone at a pitch Company somewhere at a pitch when, so you know Netflix. You know what the problem with Netflix, dude. Too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's literally you know what too long? Called? Before it was two hours to watch a show, at ten minutes max. Max <laughs> once a week.
4: The part, right? that, the part that gets me, dude, is how just like crazy indoctrinated these people were. So like before it was called Quibi it um, internally the name of it was called New TV. Like that was like the internal code for Quibi. It was really? just new, yeah, it was new, just new TV. That. Yeah, they, they they had that much. Like they were like, this is gonna be it, dude. This is it. This is gonna be the last thing. with anyone... the new
2: TV, man. Yeah, we're new making TV
4: new TV. Oh, I mean, at
2: this point, Quibi right. is is, so, is dying. Another thing, someone said, you know, porn, right? Nobody likes an hour long porn. They want ten minutes of porn, right? Am I right? And a bunch of people were like high five to me yes
4: and you, you they thought tv that was <laughs> and gonna be tv it. that's the problem with tv right now and people are tired of sitting there and binging ti- imagine dude imagine watching tiger king <laughs> instead of watching tiger king <laughs> what what is it how many episodes of tiger king oh like six yeah, six episodes of Tiger King. imagine watching six hours like of television a year. yeah like, yeah dude like, Carol Baskin. <laughs> we like, we wouldn't have learned about Carol Baskin until like now. Like if Quibi know. had come out one or when it came out a month, two months ago or something. Like that. No, not even that. It's Quibi not. came out like three months ago.
3: Yeah,
4: it's not good. Oh yeah, three months because three month yeah, period is not good. No, yeah, no. so I I'm giving Quibi what's three months from now? One month, three and seven, so ten October.
2: So how far are they from being able to pivot? Because this is another thing. When, when oh, we when, we, when so we build, build digital products, we need to be able to be nimble enough that we can yep. So
1: developing. to provide yeah, sorry. To provide background though, um, their whole like business the kid one of the
2: seventy thousand
4: people by the no, <laughs> no, I watched like how many shares
1: do you own? No. I only watched like how much two be paying you right now. <laughs> Pay me, Quibi. Wait, yeah. oh, hey, Quibi wants <laughs> uh,
2: to get, a, get us on a hey, show. For, a, a, little, for a little while, my, my buddies were, uh, I became like a convert on Sketch. Uh, this, this, as a UX designer, there's this is like Sketch versus Adobe XD yeah. battle that's being waged on the internet. What do you and use? I use sketch. But yeah, there you go. There yeah. go. <laughs> but there's a bunch of people that they are just gone ho with Adobe and they're yeah. like, oh, I learned Photoshop back when I was in high school, so ah, Adobe. You know, but look, they do animations. <laughs> I they don't all sound like that, but <laughs> the they get like really emotional about it. And and I was really gunning for Adobe to like do its own thing. But mm-hmm. at first they were like really dropping the ball and they, they really they weren't there. Yep. So I learned Sketch, and because I learned Sketch and I'm getting older, I'm like, fuck it, am I might have to learn another program? <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty different.
2: Uh, so yeah. Fine, I already learned how to code, and I I just learned how to do <laughs> one thing, now you want me to learn how to do another thing. <laughs> so, uh, but, I, but no one has completely figured it out yet, mm-hmm. because all you're doing is like static imagery. You're <laughs> not actually yep. sitting there and, and creating, yep. like the code, but yeah, so, I'm sure at some point someone would have had like those same conversations about
3: this is so what we're doing.
4: <laughs> it, so the, the crazy part about Quibi for me is like when I first heard about it, I wonder when I first heard about it, I, I learned about it through a, something on someone on Twitter had mentioned. I was like, oh, what's Quibi? And I looked it up. And the initial idea they had was pretty cool. Like you could watch a show like this vertically or you, and you if you turn it horizontally, it's all responsive. So like, let's say, for example, you watch a show like this horizontally, right? You're watching it. The show is happening and let's say one of the characters in the show is on her is on their phone uh the in in the preview that they showed it was it was a girl in like a horror show or something like that she was on her phone if you were to turn your phone vertically you it phone? would show you the phone's perspective so mm-hmm. it would show you the text messages coming in through her phone which is pretty innovative that's pretty cool that, that's yeah. that's pretty rad um but one thing they, they didn't account for was people like right now people like to just veg out on a couch so they didn't have any kind of uh, mirroring options when mm-hmm. it first came out. So you can airplay, you can Chromecast it, you can put it anywhere. Yeah. Um, now they do, and, and it, it's funny because like when people were just like, "Why can't we do this?" I'm not, I'm not gonna keep this program because I want to watch on my TV. Yeah. They were like, when they released, it, they were like, "Oh, psh, that was planned so long ago, man. We it just, it was just coding. It just yeah. took a little bit of time, but it's." It's they're pivoting right now. Like they're, they have to no. at, at this point they, that they're going down.
1: So. But we're forgetting a key component here, which um, I think is important to keep in perspective. And but it is the thing that kind of screwed them over in the first place because of COVID. And I think their whole idea behind this, like their main t- a lot of their, a big part of their target market is commuters, people going from home to work on the subway, walking to work, that kind of thing. And so the idea of being able to watch five minute, 10 minute episodes on your phone while you're on the subway in hindsight it is actually a pretty good idea. Nikhil, when was the last time you went on the subway? Well, I, I'm talking about people in New York, right? But no,
2: I, I don't live in so New York. So we're just designing for people in New York?
0: <laughs> it's the, market size, the market size is too small. So what they did is they, 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 they generalized. So they did the the one thing they teach you when you're building a startup is you have to understand what yeah. your TAM, SAM, SOM is. Like they yeah. drill that shit in you. Yeah. And if you don't know what your TAM is, what you're actually going for and you're yeah. you're basing it off a of SOM, which that is a, a SOM assumption. That is not a TAM assumption. Yeah. You don't know what your t- attainable market is. And because of that, you're making a solution that's only yeah. like a $13 million solution and you're investing $1.2 billion in. To that there's no unless you can pivot. Yeah. Full well,
1: disclosure. I'm not protecting them by the no, way. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Stop protecting I didn't mean to come out like that. But what I what I something that that has happened to me all the time is like being biased. Like we live <laughs> we live in Southern California, right? We live in Southern California. So weather is not something that we think about. Yep. Yeah. on an everyday basis If you live in the middle of freaking Canada and you have to dig out your car from snow trust me you care about the weather and <laughs> yeah. that's the one thing that you like like the, that you live and die like knowing what the weathers gonna be the next day mm-hmm. so um, and same with the with the commute and and I had so many assumptions coming into that electric vehicle like project. Rydotech, go to visit Rydotech. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I, it w- I was like really questioning a whole bunch of my beliefs because I had, I'm like, sure, everybody needs to be able to jump on the on the HOV lane. They're not. HOV lanes everywhere. Or sure, everyone should be able to have like an electric Car charger. Not people have garages yep. to plug in their car, so it may not be just for 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 everyone. And coming from Australia, where no one has a car, everyone lives in a, in in an apartment buildings, jumping on your phone and, and like watching shows on your phone, and and it's just normal. So I came to California. I'm like, what is all these people doing? Driving? Like we're driving everywhere. Yep. No one's walking. No one is enjoying it public yeah. transportation, and they're like, have you been to public transportation here? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad, man. And I go in there, and it's like some crazy guy, crackhead, or looks like a fight, and you're like, oh, I see, why, My car okay. car's over there now. Oh, yeah,
3: You're your looking at cars on your phone, you? like you're on the LA, LA Metro?
2: Exactly, so <laughs> it's, it's just very, like, very hard not to fall in the trap of, of you know, throwing, like, like this, like, blanket statement, but User testing, I cannot say, like yeah. if there's any people out there watching this and you get one takeaway from all our rants is that you need to be able to test whatever it is that you're building, whether it's gonna be like an idea, a logo, an event, anything, test it with the real people that are actually gonna be enjoying that. Yeah. Trust me, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to hear it. Hey, it doesn't work from a test bed. Then use don't be a Quibi. Hashtag don't be a <laughs> Don't be a Quibi. Don't be a, Hashtag go. Get, don't the be hats. a Get the hats going quick. <laughs> yeah. So um, test it out. Like how you gonna how do people binge watch? They they lie on the couch. Make sure it's comfortable for someone to kind of like just. Is it gonna be this close? It's gonna be that close? Yep. Can you mirror it? Can you? Is everything has subtitles? Because nobody wants to like listen to stuff like out, out loud. You know, just think about your user. And be a user-centric product. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: Awesome. Yeah. Wh- one more thing about Quibi before <laughs> no, I, gotta, I gotta close out <laughs> one. one more I gotta, I gotta <laughs> close it off. Quibi. <laughs> I gotta close it off with probably the most uh, egregious thing that they that they did. There was a podcast that came about of I think these two guys that were, is like
1: a Quibi. Po- I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, but no, a Quibi-focused no, no, yeah, podcast. Yeah, probably yeah. right. It probably yeah. is like the most obnoxious
4: thing if they could have ever done. But this was like in the middle of like people being like, well, Quibi's probably gonna die. And then even Quibi was like, yeah, we're probably gonna die. (laughs) But like these two two guys, these two guys were were making a Quibi-centric podcast. They were like, this show's kind of okay. This show, you know, like a a podcast uh, about a product. And Quibi sent them a cease and desist look. Yeah, they, they said, "Don't you dare talk about our shows. You're spoiling it for people who haven't watched it yet. If, if they know what the show, what's happening in the show, they're not going to watch." That was Quibi's defense. It's like if if they listen to your podcast, they don't have to watch a show. So instead of <laughs> instead of bolstering an evangelist, you are now you're
2: now they're the one guy yeah. that's watching. Yeah, <laughs> so they, and they literally put out a statement I'm trying to promote
3: you. We're yeah. <laughs>
1: trying to promote you. So I'm Quibi's Twitter, biggest fan. Put me on an episode. They put out a
2: statement
4: on Twitter that was just like. That, that it showed the cease and desist, right? Yeah. And then it said at the bottom, the caption was like, we, they're like, we believed in Quibi, we tried to watch it. And they're like, but now we're gonna be like Quibi's number one haters.
2: <laughs> they were like, they were like, we're gonna do everything in our power to make sure that Quibi does oh not succeed. My God, Quibi, oh my God, Quibi, what are you doing? Oh, Katzenberg, you know that was him too. Yeah. I think the owner of Quibi <laughs> must feel like my mom feels every time she hears some news about me. And it's like <laughs> just this wave of disappointment <laughs> of like, why, why did you do that? Why? Yeah. <laughs> So bad. Oh,
3: man. <laughs> oh cool. Yeah,
1: CEOs. I mean, yes, Meg Whitman.
3: what Meg Whitman? Meg
1: Whitman Me- is the CEO.
4: I thought it was Katzen. Yeah. So what's Katzenberg? Is he like a chairman? Chief- something oh you're right he's like the uh CTO. is he knows C- on cto is like coo isn't he C- C- G- he's
1: who like no the- right like it's not even, yeah, that's chief so not that even no i think officer. it was allured <laughs> yeah. at first because i thought their app looked cool like i like their dark the with the purple yeah. and like black It's like, basically dope. hbo max i've seen
2: it
4: oh dude can we talk about we talk about ui ux yeah hbo max's color
2: what is that? It's, I, I it's all purple. Remember. Here,
4: watch. Yeah, it's. It, it looks like it looks. We should like do a, that.
2: We should have a section on the podcast that is about. grimace. Just go through Just go apps. Just go apps, on. and then just start so, like we can start ripping into them. D- so do you remember grimace that big like, <laughs> yes. that big purple thing from yeah. McDonald's?
4: So check this out. This is the this is the app icon already. Just so much purple. You click on that. Purple. Give it a sec. All purple. They matter update updated it because I don't really go to. But this I don't. I'm not a fan of this. Mm. You see like nah. the weird like pr- like it goes like gradient just like it's all like. It's like purple
2: just threw that, up that's on just this, bad. and like when down I'm, here is like not. It's what cool. did I'm, purple like, did to you, man? I don't like, know. I like purple someone... too. So, are you a fan of this? Well, let me see. You
3: know,
2: <sighs> I think I think I think I think it's it's not distracting. That's uh-huh. the one thing. So, when you're looking at, at, a, at a when you're looking at an interface, you want to make sure that things are legible and have enough uh, hierarchy. Hierarchy meaning that yeah, you go yeah. like, what's the first thing that I'm meant to be looking at? What's what the, do you want me to? Thing, what's yeah. the most? Mo- what's the most important thing? Mm-hmm. And basically, what that what they've done here is very common um, 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 material design patterns. And you can see that by having the the hamburger menu and having that organization to to kind of like to be like that. And you can really tell that they didn't went too crazy with how they're displaying their their content yeah they have to have like a main image and a little 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 blurb little blurb here but this is where things start getting complicated when you're asking the user to do different actions here you have to add series to my list and you could say how do you know that i already added list to my mm-hmm. how do i already know how do i access them if i wanted to do something that's when when, when you're doing like user testing you, you ask user to be like okay um i want you to find your five top ten um uh, episodes <laughs>
0: you're really like oh i don't know how to do that
2: I, I, <laughs> on justice elmo show yeah you, no no no. just your five the oh, okay hold on. episode that you've already seen i want you to show me your the top five
1: i i just want to ask you one final question you're a self-proclaimed child at heart <laughs> Self proclaimed. <laughs> Self proclaimed. But what I, if confirmed. it. W- Math confirmed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is one thing that you want to leave with all the kids trying to grow and all the people looking up to bigger things? What is one thing that you want to say? Oh, shit. And you got 50 seconds, by the way. Uh, don't grow up, it's a trap. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that that. That's actually very deep. That's actually <laughs> very deep. The
4: <It's laughs> shallow wasn't as deep as you wanted it to
1: be. <laughs> It's a little bit of everything. Else. I think they pulled the whole podcast <laughs> together in one statement. Awesome. <laughs> well, hey, that's it for today. Um, thank you again, Andre. This is an awesome episode. We had a great time. Um, and I had, had a fun great time, in. yeah. yeah I, was fun. I, this is good. Thank you this for tuning good. in to The Brew. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning into the brew. I hope you enjoyed this episode and tell us what you thought about our conversation in the comments below. If you guys like our content, make sure to follow us on our various social media platforms and we will see you all next time.